0: Welcome back to Taboo Topic. I'm your host, Kendrick, Per Perusual. Thank you for so much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed our conversation. I do want to remind people, if you want to leave a review on the podcast, no matter what platform you're listening to this from, you can leave a review. Hopefully, it's a five-star. But if it's not a five-star, by all means, let me know so I can better serve you. With that said, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you have a blessed Sunday. And until Wednesday, I'll see you then. Further. I do want to apologize to my audience for missing out on the last weekend review edition. Life has been busy, and so when I get busy, sometimes when I get home, I tend to forget because I just want to relax when I get home after a busy day. A lot of stuff has been going on in this transition from Texas to Florida, but I promise you, if you stay uh, with me on next Friday, I'll definitely be doing a weekly review, and we will maybe even do six stories instead of three stories to cover up what I missed this last week. With that said, you just briefly heard her say hello and it was just, a, just a moment ago, but I do have a guest on for our Straight Talk Jesus edition of Sunday, and I want to go ahead and welcome Victoria. How are you doing, Victoria?
1: I'm good. I'm sorry I'm new to this whole thing, so I've, I, I didn't mean to interrupt your introduction, but uh, thanks for having me today.
0: Oh, no problem. It's not an issue at all. Um, what you may call it, yeah. So to kind of give you an understanding how this Sunday edition goes and everything like that, I kind of talked about it yesterday and the day before that. But it's pretty much in this kind of episode, this kind of environment setting. It's just a conversation about where we're at we're in our lives and what Jesus has done, and just being honest, basically. Um, I don't think that uh. I'm in a place to preach at people and tell them how to live their lives, like an actual pastor. And so I think there's an audience out there that wants to hear content of basically hearing regular people talk about what's going on in their lives, but uh, people of faith in particular. So I think, uh, you know, this is a great idea, at least in my point of view, from my point of view, it's a great idea. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I agree. Um, With that said... Normally, I ask my audience uh, this question every week, and I answer that question for myself and the audience as well, is, did you go to church this week? If so, uh, how was it? And if not, why not? And I'll go ahead and start off by saying I have not been at church for a while now, for at least a few weeks. Um, Yeah, this whole transition from moving from Texas to Florida – has been busy. I've been busy trying to look for a job, which I got hired finally by Amazon. I'll be a delivery driver, getting paid $16.50 an hour, working 10 hours a day, four days a week, which some people have heard horror stories about how Amazon treats their workers. But from my perspective, it's what you make out of it. And it can't get any better than getting paid a decent wage, working 10 hours, four days getting three days off afterwards and the amount of socialization I have to do in this job compared to other jobs I've had before. This is a piece of cake for me anyway. So,
1: (laughs) Well, congratulations on the new job and Godspeed on the the Western frontier (laughs) of Amazon. Well, the
0: thing with Amazon actually, so I'm technically employed by Amazon, but I'm not. So Amazon hires other companies to do the delivery for them. So another, Mm. so... I'm kind of actually, I don't know. I guess if I were to describe it, it would be the equivalent if Walmart hired a small business to be the ones to provide them their loaf of breads and everything like that. If Mm -hmm. that makes any sense. Yeah. So you're just like a contractor. Basically. I'm not a contractor, but they contracted another delivery company, a much smaller Mm -hmm. one, small business. And so, I work for a company called. Well, I don't know if I should say because in that case, then I put that company on the spot, especially when I express my political views later on in different episodes throughout the week. Yeah. So I'll actually <laughs> throw them under the bus. But I don't care about Amazon. Amazon. Um, yeah. Anyways, I won't fit in that sense either. But <laughs> I could stuck. All the crap about the military now. I'm officially separated as of Woo-hoo! this Wednesday. I got my D Form 214. And Yay! and the military recognized me as officially separated or a legal veteran, I should say. So, um,
1: Welcome to the club, my friend.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so all of that combined, I just haven't really been going to church. God's kind of taken the backseat, I hate to say. Um, but I've also been busy trying to find a home, which... I just got accepted for a offer i put in uh, earlier this week so i'm under contract him i should be moving into that new place by the end of October
1: yay oh my gosh look at you look at these blessings
0: yeah it's all falling in place uh little by little i was it was frustrating for a little bit but um God definitely used this scenario at least to teach me patients if anything. So
1: <laughs> anyways I'll go ahead and
0: let you uh, answer that question. Also go ahead and explain to people uh, who are you and what you do.
1: Gotcha. So uh, my name Victoria like Ken introduced me earlier. Uh, we met through a Bible study that we had gone uh, to together and um, I'm sure we'll discuss all of that later but uh, ultimately uh, we ended up kind of having, not necessarily falling out, I don't know, but needing to find a new church. And I was, you know, down in the dumps a little bit. And uh, Ken reached out to me and he's like, hey, come to church with me. Like, I'm looking for a new church. Let's let's get you in there. And I was like, okay. (laughs) And we found North Rock, or he did. And so we went to uh, a church called North Rock at the Midtown, not Midtown location, either way. Anyway, it was fantastic. And so I've been going there ever since. And I haven't, I don't think I've missed two Sundays, but I try and be really good about going. And it's just been a huge blessing um, for me. And Ken and I discussed a little bit earlier. He's like, oh, how are you doing? And I was like, well, life's a bit of a mixed bag right now. And I, I'm sure many of you can relate. So you see blessings coming in, but you also see or are facing some big challenges in your life. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of there right now. I'm in the thick of it. <laughs> Oh, and, um, so, oh, I'm sorry. And then just a little bit about, I guess, like my professional history. Like I, right now I'm a full-time student. I'm in college. I'm primarily taking art classes right now. Um, but I have a passion for education and working with kids, elementary school is my favorite. And so previously, before I just recently, um, left my job, I was working at an after school program and it was awful.
0: Not bad. Um, how is the wedding planning going with, um. What's your oh face? lord,
1: oh lord uh well uh with kyra her wedding kyra, plan, yeah so yeah. far so good she's steadily it's all coming together it's super exciting you know i'm just seeing her all, all this progress she's making and i'm just kind of jealously sitting in the back being like i'll plan my wedding soon <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you're
1: still planning it. to do on
0: florida right
1: Well, I, it's again, everything's just as far as like, I'm witnessing Kyra's words challenging, but she's steadily making progress. I'm like gridlocked. um, As far as like my planning goes. So it's up in the air. It it might be in Florida. It might be in San Antonio. We haven't quite figured that out yet.
0: No, that's fine. I think that's part of life though, as far as just taking it one day at a time and figuring things out, especially when it's a long term plan. Absolutely. So uh, what you call it? So um, another question I guess I would ask along with that from the church question is if you did go to church and you think that like what has the church been teaching you? And this is the part where we talk about like what God is doing in our lives and, you know, we just kind of combine our lives and walk with Christ together in this portion of the show.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Well, what I right now uh, at North Rock, they just recently had their sermon series that ended called I Love My Church and they do it every year. And it's basically to get, um, you know, current members to bring in, you know, family and friends or anyone they know that they know needs to be in church or needs to draw closer to God. And so they invite people and it's basically a celebration and um, kind of an advertisement of like what the church is doing, you know, what they hope to do in the community stuff that they have in motion and how to get the congregation more involved and I was I I kind of feel like God's been calling me you know through that sermon series to get more invested in this particular church I kind of was keeping my feet in the old church versus this one but I think God's like hey this is your home now, you know, let's get you, let's get you involved. Let's get you in a small group. Let's get you volunteering. Let's get you doing something like that. So I haven't started that process yet, just yet, but this Sunday or, um, or next Sunday, I'm hoping to speak to some, some of the small groups and some of the members and see like, what, how can I be a part of the church? Like, what can I do to help?
0: Well, that's great to hear. Yeah. It's a, uh... It's great to hear, especially after the fallout that you mentioned earlier, um, oh
1: Lord, yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> which actually the audience knows a little bit about about because I did talk about it um mm. on my show when if not want to say when it first happened, but relatively after it happened like the first or second Sunday after it happened, so this they' understand at least from my point of view what happened mm. um but it's but I do remember you were definitely discouraged by what had happened and transpired mm-hmm. and I remember the conversation we had and I told you before I go I do want to find a church that will at least leave me with a positive experience <laughs> and yeah. I'm not, not going to leave San Antonio on a bad note at least when it comes to churches and yeah. definitely didn't want to go by myself at least especially at that point in my life where I was about to go to a church by myself for a few weeks and I just didn't want to go by myself. So I invited her. That's how I ended up inviting her. And that's when I found out.
1: And it's so cool how God made that happen because I like desperately needed to get back to church, but I was so hurt by how the church had treated you and how, you know, our emotions had gotten twisted in that whole situation. And I just had stepped away, but I desperately needed to be in church. And I just didn't know where to go. And then here comes Ken, the Holy Spirit prompting him to be like, Hey, like, how are you doing? What's going on? And me just being like, I'm gonna be honest, I haven't been in church at all. And he was like, well, you know what, come with me. And I mean, really, I just feel like I'm going through this you know, really like this huge healing season and I'm bringing people along into this healing season with me and Ken started all of it. It's kind of ironic considering that I
0: was the one who got the boots and everything. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and it's, I don't know, like I felt like other people got more upset about it than I did. I got up, I was upset about it obviously for like the first few days. And after a while, I was just like, eh, it is what it is, but it, I didn't. I was surprised how much it affected other people, but it was also encouraging to know that not everyone agreed what had transpired as well.
1: Oh, completely. And I and I like God uses all things, you know, for good uh, for those who love Him. And I definitely see that in in your case and in my case. It's just it is heartbreaking that we all like that all. I I still am just kind of in shock of it, and I don't even I don't allow myself to like dwell on it too much because I just. I get, I get upset. (laughs) I mean, I can talk about it, of course, but it was just one of those things where I was like, what is the devil doing in our lives right now? And in this group, it was just nuts.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, I have no animosity towards that church. I think I even told you on that first Sunday, we went to North rock to not hold any animosity towards them either. Yeah. Which again, ironic considering that I was the one that got the boot and I was telling you not to be so upset. For Literally, me. <laughs> and
1: I was like, How this is horrible? And you're like, Girl, it's all right, just like move on. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I just kind of thought about the quote from Gina Carano, the Star Wars girl from Mandalorian series, when she got mm-hmm. the boot from Disney for expressing political opinion. Mm-hmm. And she was d- doing an interview with Ben Shapiro. I'm sure you know who Ben Shapiro is. Mm-hmm. And she was telling him when love's no longer being served at the table, you just have to walk away. And at that point from my situation, love was not being served anymore. So yeah. I couldn't fight that at that point, you know. Right. So I didn't want to fight that in a sense that um, yeah, if, if I'm not wanted there, uh-huh. then I'm just not going to fight it.
1: Yeah. And it was so, yeah, there wasn't, and obviously God's leading you in, like you had to, God's like, all right, buddy, it's time to go. You're moving states. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's doing big things, but it was one of those situations where it was a huge learning experience for me. And I, I think, and it started a great conversation between us as people, as Christians who've struggled with, you know, depression, mental health, and um, just all of that. And I really, and I think the church, church culture is beginning to change surrounding those topics. But just like you experienced and I witnessed, there's still a lot of just horrific misunderstanding and mistreatment that happens to christians in the church who are like i am depressed like i'm having a hard time in my life and far too often you just get this situation where it's like well um you know we're we're gonna pray for you and we're gonna hope you're better in two weeks and if you're not i'm sorry but you're disfellowshipped and it's like (laughs) what yeah that's uh,
0: basically what happened um but it was the straw that broke the camel's back and made me realize I needed to go. It was my mm-hmm. time to leave Texas. There's nothing left for me in Texas. As a result, though, and this is the part where I guess we kind of dig into like, what's been going on since we last saw each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, life has been, I would say it's a mixed bag, but I would say there's been more positives from it than negatives. Yeah, I think the it only negatives, it's just. I think the only negative is just the process of finding a job and looking for a new home, getting my life settled. It's going a lot slower than I had pictured in my mind. And I kind of blame social media and the internet for that, for the instant gratification generation mm-hmm. where we're used to having things like on the finger, like on a snap. I think that's like the only downfall. And it did affect my mental health for a little bit in a sense that, I love the town that I come from, and it's been nice seeing some of the people that I used to associate and be hang out with um, were friends back in high school. Even some cases, but it's one of those situations also that I know that this is not the place for me in the long term.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I knew that this is not my home in a sense. Mm-hmm. As as much as it holds a special place in my heart, I know I'm meant to be somewhere else. And Mm -hmm. so that part, I think that's what... So the fact that I was kind of like in limbo status, if you will, knowing that I couldn't really do anything besides wait. (laughs) Just play the waiting game. That's all I could do.
1: The waiting game is the worst. It's the worst. And it's when God's like, at least in my experience... In my life, when God has made me wait sometimes years for things, and it's just been this struggle, and it's like I realize now in hindsight that it's like He only made me wait so long because I was being so stubborn. And not not necessarily that applies to your situation, but He was doing something in my life that I was fighting Him on, you know. And then, and then other seasons, I think He's have just been like teaching moments for me as far as like God being like, "I know you want it right now, but you gotta wait." And I'm like, "But now, please, Lord." Yeah, and in my head, I remember
0: when I first got here in late August. It's kind of crazy to think we're in October almost in a couple weeks. And I just, I got here in Florida in late August. It's a weird to think it's almost been two months. We're getting to that point, but
1: that's wild. It's gone so fast.
0: It has, but um, yeah, in my head, when I first got to Englewood, in particular, that's the town I'm from. I was telling the people I was staying with that I'm probably going to be out of here no later than mid-September, right? Mm. (laughs) Boy, was I wrong about that. Because first and foremost, Florida is a tourist state in case uh, the people in San Antonio or Texas in general don't understand. Florida is a tourist state. And so a lot of people like to come here and they like to vacation here. And a lot of those places also have 55-plus-only communities, which I had completely forgotten about. So all those mobile homes I was bragging about when I first or last saw you mm-hmm. back in August, uh, little did I understand that the majority of them, those decently priced, nice mobile homes in particular, they were 55-plus-only communities.
1: Oh, no. <laughs>
0: and so I thought to myself, well, shoot. okay, I'll just go to an apartment complex. I didn't have any issues finding apartments in San Antonio. Well, just to give you an idea how hard it's it is to find a decent apartment for a reasonable price, uh, my best friend who's been looking for a home, trying to move out of his mom's house for the last two years, and he finally finally found a place, but there's been some issues going on with the contractor and inspection, so he hasn't been able to move in yet. But uh, when he was looking for apartment complexes, there is an apartment complex in our town that. It's not an apartment complex that you would go, wow, like I have to live in this place. It's kind of one (laughs) of those apartment complexes that, you know, it'll get you by, it'll give you- It'll do. (laughs) It'll work, right? But the waiting list, I kid you not, was he was number 99 on the waiting list. (laughs)
1: Jeez. Jeez.
0: That's That's how tight the market is over in Florida compared to San Antonio and Texas, and- So that was a shock to me, and that was definitely an adjustment. And I had to increase my budget and open up to the idea of getting a loan, basically going in debt. And I finally found a condo in the area that I want to live in that's by the job that I'm going to be working at. And it's close enough to the university campus I'll be going to starting in spring. But it was a process, I had to wait, I had to play the waiting game, and I had to be patient. Taught me a lot about the process of really life as a civilian. <laughs> yeah. Um, life as a civilian can be just as annoying as the military, I've learned. <laughs> if not, at times it could be more annoying considering the amount of red tape you have to jump over. I learned a lot about the VA in particular in the VA loan which the VA loan apparently the VA has like their own list of approved condos or mobile homes or neighborhoods you can use the VA loan for. So I had to take that to consideration when I was uh, house hunting and I had to make sure I had to secure a job first though, before I could even get uh, start putting offers down because if I didn't have a job lined up that said I have, you know, I'm able to pay these bills after I get out then I couldn't get a pre-approval letter that would allow me to make an offer that let the seller know that I'm an actual legitimate buyer to buy this house from you. So all of that red tape, that was, that was frustrating, but I got through it. And by August 27th, I will close out that deal projected anyway, which means I'll get the keys and I'll finally get my, furniture back because it's sitting in storage right now yeah (laughs) and that was another motivating factor for me as well knowing that i have furniture that the government is paying for until december 2nd and then once december 2nd hits it's going to be on me and i'd rather not come out of my pocket i'd rather take advantage of the government paying for my storage right now
1: (laughs) absolutely absolutely (laughs)
0: and i'm sure you can relate when you got out and you moved back into the town that, you know, um, was it San Antonio that you decided to move back to? Or what was your situation? I'm curious. So
1: my situation uh, was a bit different. Um, I was... So I got out but I stayed where I was living because I had a boyfriend at the time and so but it just it was really toxic situation I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't know what my benefits were I it was a mess so it was like a year of me just like financially struggling drowning being like God help I literally sounded like your cat in my prayers. god please like it was hard it was really hard but i i didn't get educated i mean i know they have that that exiting course but i really didn't understand um how to take advantage of any of it and like my mental health was just really 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 bad so i i didn't start getting on my feet really until with it's particularly with my like benefits and everything like that until like uh, uh two years ago
0: yeah so what part? So where are you living? So I was living in
1: Hampton, Virginia, which, if y'all don't know, it's kind of the butthole of Virginia. It's not, it's, and if you live there, I'm sorry. There are pretty parts, but most of it, it was very important experience for me. Virginia is that uh, Lion King meme. Where you know Mufasa's teaching Simba about all everything the sun touches is there, and then what's that place over there, Papa? And it's like, oh, that's that's the Shadowlands. That's vir- <laughs> that's that's Virginia for me. That's Virginia.
0: Dang. Yeah. So what you may call it? I think. Yeah, I thought about moving to Tennessee at one point, but. You, did you feel a lot better when you moved to San Antonio, I would imagine?
1: Well, I had a complicated relationship growing up here. And I i know you're a little familiar with, you know, some of the un, the, the unfortunate nature of like my, my childhood um, right. growing up in San Antonio and particularly to San Antonio. It's a great place um, if you're a healthy individual and, you know, have a good brain between your ears <laughs> <laughs> to raise children um it's a really like there's there's lots of child care and and, you know soccer and teams and all that great stuff here in san antonio and and fun stuff to do but as a teenager there's not a whole lot to do apart from going to the movies or going to the mall and so i just uh, apart from even just all the stuff i was going through at home i just found san antonio incredibly boring i hated it hated it so when i joined the navy i was like i ain't never going back to texas it's not happening i'm finding somewhere else cool to live and then i realized there are worse places and that ha- place happened to be virginia <laughs> i was like <laughs> take me back
0: San Antonio doesn't sound so
1: bad anymore. don't oh, think about it. <laughs> absolutely, and so coming back, and then also, I I didn't realize that my interaction with San Antonio as a teenager would vary drastically different from me as an adult you know being able to like I have because growing up you're like I, I it was my parents money it's what my parents let me to do it's what my little brain could think of to do as a teenager which wasn't a lot <laughs> and then mm-hmm. as an adult and having a car and being able to actually like explore and and just change my perspective and I, I, I 100% have to attribute that to God and then the relationships that he blessed me with while I was here was really changed how i see san antonio and it's it's not it's not the the big bad terrible place i once thought it was i I have much more affection for san antonio than i used to well
0: i will say that san antonio does have a place in my heart in the sense that my mom is buried there and i will probably visit san antonio once a year now just to visit her grave because i have that ability yeah but uh besides that I never enjoyed my time in San Antonio, <laughs> even as a kid. Like, yeah. Even as a kid, I did not enjoy it. And I thought to myself, when I was an adult, and I heard that I was going to be stationed in San Antonio permanently after basic training. <laughs> no! Um, yeah, I was not happy. Especially I'm so sorry. That I, was sold on the, I was sold on a bag of goodies in the fact that I was going to travel around the world. I was going to be like the majority of my career. And boy, oh, was I wrong. Same.
1: Oh, same. Literally. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, you're speaking to my soul right now. And
0: and because of that, um, and that's, again, I did meet some good people there. Obviously, you one of them, for example, he wouldn't be on here. But for the most part, though, it was a very toxic environment in San Antonio. Mm -hmm. I think it's just because I had that previous history um, with my mom and that background. And so, I was definitely dealing with a lot of demons. Mental health in particular um, mm-hmm. was a factor as well. But ever since I moved to Florida in particular, my mental health have skyrocketed.
1: And there's,
0: times, and there's times when I'm even driving like an hour to the job that I just got hired from, which October 27th can't come soon enough. But I digress. Right. But um, even when I'm driving – I just think to myself, and I will say it out loud, and I'll say, like, I love Florida. This is great. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's despite the gas prices, which I don't know what Texas is like right now. I know Texas typically has, a, I think they have the lowest gas prices actually in the entire country. I could be wrong. Don't hold me to it. But <laughs> Florida right now, the average I've seen this last week was 309. That's the average we're at right now. What's Damn. Texas like?
1: I think we're at like 280-something. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh I <laughs> yeah, missed that. Yeah, we're That's in what the That's thing
0: I miss. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that. I got spoiled <laughs> in that sense. Um, so, yeah, October 27th can't come soon enough because from the address that I bought the condo from, in my workplace, it's only a 20-minute drive, which is pretty much how much I was driving to work every day when I lived in San Antonio. Yeah, just about. Mm-hmm. So, and the traffic is not that bad because I'll be working from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Those are great hours, if you Those, ask
1: me. It's perfect. You miss all the worst traffic.
0: And I get to sleep in as well and sleep if I wanted to afterwards. Uh, so, but yeah, Look at every, this.
1: Look at this. Blessings upon blessings.
0: Yeah, thank you. Thank um, you. Yeah, I just, overall, it's been great to be back. With that said, I know you said you had a mixed bag, so I'm curious to see and hear. if you want to, you know, you can share as much as you want to share.
1: Of course, of
0: course. um, Tell me the good, let's start off with the good, and then we'll, you know, go with the other side as well.
1: Right. So good stuff. Um, church for me is the number one. It's been really, really good. And it's been amazing. Uh, my best friend and her partner just moved down and they're moving into their own apartment uh, within the next uh, couple weeks. But it's been awesome having them down here and just being able to have my best buddy back. We were separated for a long time. We, we became really close friends and went through a lot with each other in the Navy. <laughs>
0: Um, mm-hmm. But then
1: we got separated as, as life goes. And now we're reunited and it feels so good. <laughs> um, and so just going on little adventures in San Antonio, showing them around, seeing them as they explore has been really great. And church has been awesome. And school, um, it's all, it's, 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 I'm so happy to be back in the classroom. You have no idea. I'm not an online student. And so being able to see my teachers, speak to them in real time, uh it's just great it's really really awesome and uh i've been slowly losing some weight i've lost 10 pounds (laughs) that's that's another blessing and um just making some really positive plans for the future so i'm always i always try and keep my eyes ahead you know on, on and and being positive about it um and making positive plans so and also just um you know, before we get to the bad stuff, um, just the lesson of taking one step at a time. I, I, in the past, I always had a really bad habit of looking at, like, it was somehow like I looked at the big picture, but I was consumed by every single detail, just being completely overwhelmed. And now it's like, okay, I can focus on this chunk with this part of this part of the picture, resolve that issue and move on to the next. So it's I I I'm dealing with the negative aspects, I'm dealing with them much, much better than I would have in the past, especially a year ago when I was in uh when I first started uh back in school. It was oof, it was rough. Rough, rough, rough. Mm-hmm. And um, as far as the bad stuff goes, there's just been different challenges. Um you know, I I quit my job, which was really unfortunate. I loved that job. Um, But just really bad management by my boss, some discriminatory treatment, sexual harassment, and stuff like that, that it's just, you know, it hurt me. But I I no longer have that, like, why, God, is this happening to me? I just recognize, like, this person is making decisions that are now affecting my life, and I have to choose how to respond. Um, And so I just stood my ground. And I was like, look, I, I, this is my notice. You know, if you're not going to treat me with respect, if you're not going to treat me as a professional, when I give everything I have to this job that I love, I can't stay. Um, and then, you know, uh, my partner's health, uh, took a turn. Um, yeah, he, so he, he's had this degenerative spine condition um that was inflicted by the army but the the whole healthcare system was like no it's you you strained your back you just need bed rest and tylenol and then six years later (laughs) six years later he's like bedridden he like throws his back out from his sneeze and i'm and i'm at my wits end and so i'm just crying out to god and we we went to three different urgent cares all of them were too busy to see him And I'm just like, God, please. Like, I'm crying. I'm a mess. I'm stressed out. And the next day we get into, um, he gets seen by his primary care doctor. And I have to wait outside. So I'm just praying as hard as I can. And I'm like, Lord Jesus, I'm just asking you right now that you would please reveal to the doctor what's really wrong with him and have them give him the treatment have them prescribe the treatment that he actually needs and sure enough like 10 minutes later he walks out and he's like i've been officially diagnosed they got me set up with some pain management and they're getting me into physical therapy and that was like and i specifically asked for like those three things and i was like i see you god thank you (laughs) thank you thank you thank you so in the midst yeah so in the midst of like some really negative things happening um God's you know he's right there with me just like walking me through it and he's just really like set your eyes on me focus on me don't don't become overwhelmed in the details of what the enemy's doing and uh the only other like consistent thing that I've been struggling with probably for like the last year now is with my mom and I don't know if uh any anyone else can relate to listening to this but I was always raised, particularly with my dad starting this, uh, that like you got to be ready to take a bullet for Jesus at any time because the antichrist is right around the corner and I, he doesn't care if you're six years old, you're getting the bullet. <laughs> and so I've always had this very extreme mindset that I've been slowly unlearning because um, I, I can't have a healthy and hopeful and, and and positive relationship with God if I'm constantly fearing What's to come around the corner, but now, Mm -hmm. and my dad has actually healed from that quite a bit, and but my mom (laughs) has taken up the mantle, and so pretty consistently, and she's she's incredibly smart, incredibly intelligent. Like my like one of my you know my ideals as as far as of of a person and a woman that I want to be, she's at the very top, Um, but. She's just, and I, I can only assume this is her way of coping um, with what's going on in the world. Uh, but she's now just kind of, sight like, ingesting and and consuming news constantly, and looking at articles constantly, and and you know they tend to profit off of the worst case scenarios, and so she's like, everyone who gets the vaccine will die in two years? Question mark and sends me an article or like. Um, like- What'd you say? You broke off right there. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, just that my mom's been, uh, she's been as her means of coping has been, uh, has been consuming and sending me a lot of like kind of fear propaganda. There's, there is some truth in it for sure. Like I don't, I don't discredit that, but there's just, it's a constant worst case scenario that she's just breathing in and breathing out. And, um, like, for example, we had an active shooter, um, drill that happened at our school due to um the local high school having um like a bomb threat called in or 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 a threat of an active shooter coming in san antonio yeah they did so they locked down the whole campus um they none of us knew what was going on we were i was in art class and then all of a sudden everybody's phones start getting a text message you know take shelter do not leave your classroom teachers lock the door cover the windows everyone like basically hide which is terrifying um and so we do that and then you know uh she you know everything progressed rather quickly and uh it was very quiet my teacher was like all right I have a supply closet I can't fit everyone in there but for those of you on this half of the classroom go in the closet the rest of us um I'm turning off all the lights I've covered the windows we're gonna get down on the floor now and wait until they get they say that it's clear And so for Mm. this went over for about like two hours and uh, very little information was given. And for me, this was like a really kind of triggering experience because I, I don't know if you remember the Navy yard shooting that happened. Uh, It was about eight years ago. Now it feels like yesterday to me. Um, But the Navy yard shooting, I was stationed at O&I at the time, which is right down the road from it um, in uh, DC. And uh, a man, a, a uh, either I can't, I don't rem- exactly remember the search. Was it that guy that like ran through the gate or something like that? Yeah, um, and he he killed twelve people.
0: I think I remember hearing about that.
1: Yeah, and this so is like it Obama's just Obama's years, right? Yeah, and so it brought me back to um, because you know I had like they turned off the lights, locked the door, had to get under the table. I was just a a little e nothing in my NSUs. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was a wild experience. It was really scary. Um, and so it was just fast forward to me now in college, like sitting on my floor, it it was just very odd. So I I was a bit shaken and I ended up uh, going home for the day and you know, I call my parents, let them know, because my mom keeps keeps up on local news for this area because I live here. And I was like, hey, you know, if you see this, like, this is what happened. This is what, you know, law enforcement thinks is going on. This is all I know. And she goes, oh, you know, I'm so sorry, honey, that happened. Um, are you feeling any better? And I was like, yeah, I- I'm getting there. And then she <laughs> goes, well. You need to get used to it because this is going to start happening all the time, and and they're going to start, you know, putting us in concentration camps and shooting us in the head. So just get used to it. <laughs> and I just like paused, <laughs> and then I had this moment where I'm like, "Is this your attempt at comforting me? <laughs> because it's not working." Did you I- s-
0: did you see the me- not the meme, but you saw the cake design I sent you that other day with the t- twin towers? <laughs> into the oh
1: my god!
0: Yeah, <laughs> I feel like you're. It sounds like something that's what a picture. picture you want to hear that story. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's Absolutely. Like, Happy Remembrance Day. It's a play. Yeah.
1: T- t- towers and it's like let's, who would have thought
0: that?
1: Yeah, let's rewatch the video of people falling to their deaths <laughs> in remembrance. <laughs> like that that essentially that's kind of like and I understand like my mom now has like this warlike mindset where she feels like Imagine you had secret knowledge back in the 30s, you know, or like, or or like, you know, the 20s of World War II coming on the horizon, you knew it was going to happen. And everybody's living their life, they're having a great time. But you have the burden of responsibility in telling them the reality of the life to come. And it would be a disservice to them if you were to not warn them. Well, that's my mom's mindset right now. And um she's just convinced that you know the military is going to get taken over by the antichrist within the next year or two or you know however that happens and that they're just going to start going through neighborhoods and taking some of us to camps and then just killing the rest of us in the streets like she literally says i just thank god every day i don't have a government bullet in my head (laughs) like how is that a way to live i don't think that that's how god wants us to live um and so that's kind of what I've been dealing with the other aspects. So a lot of just mental anguish and spare moments of how do I as a Christian. Yeah, have, Victoria. Yeah. Can you hear me?
0: Yeah. Last thing I heard was mental anguish. I think you're about to say.
1: Yeah. So, you know, dealing with the mental anguish of not having hope for the future because of this constant barrage of you know impending doom and death and destruction and and just trying how to and i understand from my mother's perspective why she shares this and so now it it comes to the point where how do i as a christian you know um get, like i how, how do i how do i remain hopeful how do i remain faithful how do i remain like mentally well and healthy um with all this information you know And, um, that's really what I've been working on, but it's, it's been really hard. It's been hard because, you know, I, 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 you know, I'm engaged and I'm planning to, I'm planning my wedding, wanting to get married. I, I have some tremendous new friendships, you know, that have come into my life in this last year, you meet, you being one of them. And, um, it brings me to this place of just, I know God, I think God's really working on like trust and faith and hope and healing with me, which is something we all need, of course um so yeah it's just that that's been kind of the the negative aspect that i've been dealing with and how exactly to talk to my mom kind of off this extreme cliff that she seems to be situated on it's a challenge for sure i think that brings up an
0: interesting subject though too in a sense like there's a balance that needs to be met and um the balance of knowing what the truth is and maybe mm-hmm. you know like you said there's probably some merit to what she's saying
1: absolutely and and that's another thing where because you know as like god like, makes it clear and if you
0: hear those and if you hear those truths in particular and you know there's some merit to it it can be terrifying to mm-hmm. think like this is a real possibility like i could totally see this mm-hmm. with that said god doesn't call us to be um psychic if you will and have the Mm -hmm. crystal ball and predict the future either and we have to take that approach of taking it one day at a time and i'm reminded of the piece of scripture where it talks about even the birds don't worry about they're going to get fed if you Mm. will and because of that i think that's a good example of trying to keep that perspective like all these things we get into this uh, spiral, if you will, mainly because we start getting ahead of ourselves and start thinking about the future too much into the future with these truths that we may that have merit to it. But um, if you don't take it one at a time, then you can find yourself on that extreme end of the spectrum to where it is doomsday scenario and the world's going to collapse. You need to get ready for this, yada, yada, yada. It comes across as probably a, a hopeless future if you will (laughs) yeah and it could be again it could be scary but the spirit the spirit of the lord is not one of fear that's Mm -hmm. a fleshly thing Mm -hmm. and i think like i said you have to find that balance of taking the truth with a grain of salt Mm -hmm. um, while at the same time understanding that god is in control and no matter what happens uh whether or not our society decides to be faithful towards God again or not, it does not affect our walk with Christ or it shouldn't affect our walk with Christ mm-hmm. and how we interact with people and given the gospel, giving the good news and loving on people uh, who've been hurt, mm-hmm. et cetera. Yeah. Uh, no matter what government system that's in place, it should not affect how we behave. And it just mm-hmm. so happens the government wants to outlaw Christianity I'm going to tell the government that's too bad. You can throw me in jail and put me in concentration camps all you want. Absolutely. But I'm going to go ahead and continue living my life Mm -hmm. uh, because at the end of the day, God's law triumphs man's law. Yeah. And I think if Christians have that perspective in particular, uh, I think you would see a lot less of that because I think that's pretty common, especially – on the more well actually it's on both sides they both kind of get into these conspiratorial doomsday scenarios of what mm-hmm. you know their idea of what a doomsday you know dystopia america looks like if yeah. you will but uh but if you again if you just get caught up in the future like that then that's how you end up in that trap yeah it's unfortunate but yeah
1: and for me i've also been kind of thinking of it in terms of how is like social media has shaped the current landscape and and how we interact with the world around us and and what part social media and you know the internet has in that and i've and i feel like god really has taught me this is one of the reasons why i'm not really on facebook i'm not really on instagram i'm not really you know doing uh, or on TikTok and all this other stuff where in the past i vastly enjoyed those things but it also came at a cost of my mental health and i realized we aren't designed to consume all of the world's news all of the world's problems all of the time and the issue with the internet is that it's it's endless it never stops you have access to everything at every single moment Anytime you want and for my mom and me in the past as well, cause I was raised this way. I was just tapped into it constantly and where there were some positive aspects as far as like, you know, God using that as teaching experiences for me and um, unlearning a lot of toxic mindsets and, um, <laughs> fear that I had as far as like, you know, am I truly saved? Like, you know, um, and bringing me out, like one of the things that he did was bringing me out of, uh, that mindset of like faith based on salvation, based on works. Um, And I didn't even realize that I had prescribed to this mindset, but I was obsessed with it and it, and it just brought me to a really dark place. So it's, it's, it's not that social media or the internet isn't an incredibly wonderful and effective tool for, you know, anything, God can use anything, but I realized that, for and for me is in particular and I think it, it varies from person to person and and you know how god has made you and how you're able to interact with things but me I'm I'm a very empathetic person I I feel things very intensely I every day's kind of you know of uh, different waves of emotion in positive and negative aspects so I just had to separate myself and I, and I come to accept if God wants me to know about it, he's going to bring it into my life. You know, I'm going to allow myself to be open and receptive. Um, You know, I'm I'm not going to just hide under a rock. I'm not going to refuse to read anything, but ultimately I know God wants me to focus on him. And I still have so much to learn in terms of scripture and, you know, healing and and his law and what he wants and, and his purposes for my life that one of the Last things that I need to be constantly consumed with is, you know, every single problem of of the world a million miles away, you know, feeling wise, or um, or every conspiracy theory that I've been, I've, I have lived, eaten, breathed conspiracy theories since (laughs) I was a small child. And again, it's not that I don't give any credence to these things or that I think they're a bunch of baloney. Far from it. You know, I fully believe and and accept a lot of these things as reality just based on my own life experience and and what god has allowed me to see with my own two eyes it's like yeah this stuff is real whether you know our current culture is going to recognize it or not or mock it ultimately i i do believe that there like satan fully has his hand in so many things and um you know i i I don't think it's crazy and Mm -hmm. i don't think my mom is crazy but it's just this constant this constant uh, turn the despair. tv off mom <laughs> yeah yeah mom put your phone down turn the tv off <laughs> like it's just not good but i it's one of those things where i understand like she you know um we're with cycles of trauma you know cycles of abuse uh, generational abuse like my mother and my father and and the generations before them all this is i understand that this is my mother's way of coping And I, and she's been hurt by the church, you know, um, just as you were, but, and, and it's just repeatedly her just facing these challenges and then, you know, exhausting herself because she's trying to do it through her own power Um, that she's just now, which of course is the natural thing to happen. you just give up (laughs) because we're so limited in, in what we can, can take and we're not designed to, to live that way. So now this is her means of feeling better of gaining some kind of sense of control which is it, it's it's a rational response but it leads to irrational kind of behavior i mm-hmm. guess so i i don't know how to deal with it but that that's something i'm, I'm talking to god about for sure
0: and i would uh kind of piggyback a little bit on what you said about social media just bombarding us with news 24 7 now like we've never seen before
1: mm-hmm. i think
0: a part of me is glad i didn't do the weekend review edition this week and just took that break from politics in general. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I feel like it was a lot healthier for me to kind of just take a step back. And I think subconsciously, I think I knew I needed that break because there's only so much politics. There's a lot of things going on in the world Mm -hmm. that you could easily look at the news and say, well, our world is going down the drain pretty quick. Let's just go ahead and nuke the world if we wanted to start from scratch, start humanity all over again. (laughs) Right. But, um, but there's things you can be happy about still too. There's things you could still mm-hmm. look forward to. Like last week, I uh, mentioned earlier that I went to a Tampa game last week. my first NFL game I've ever been to. And I don't even like the Buccaneers. I just wanted to watch Tom Brady.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: But it was cool to go and I had a good time and there's just more to life. And, what you see exactly. on the screen is not necessarily the reality what's going on around you. There, there's life going on around you still. And it's good to have those reminders of just turning off the screen, whether it's your TV screen, your phone screen, laptop. Just put it down. Just go outside for a little bit. Uh, go play some football or do mini golf with someone you know. Go on a date if you're, you know, you're magically involved with someone. Just get out. Right and enjoy life a little bit, um, because let's say there's everything the doomsday predictions become reality and everything like that. Well, and that's the case, then I might as well just go ahead and live my best life the best I can right now before all those blessings get taken away.
1: <laughs> exactly, it's this, it's this thing where now I've been thinking of. It's like there's, you know, it's not I like all of this could very well be true completely. And, you know, doomsday could be right on the horizon, but ultimately there's nothing that I can do about it unless, you know, God dictate me one way or the other, but I'm not going to know what God is telling me. I'm not going to know what God wants for my life. If I'm not looking at him, if I'm not invested in him and his word and, and his presence, if I'm just constantly consuming, and this is more like, this is me kind of, imaginatively talking to my mom, but it's like, if I'm just constantly consuming what the devil's doing and how he's running things and what he wants to do in this world and in my life, I'm not preparing myself against it. I'm weakening myself without even realizing it. And I, and now, and like God's been telling me this for like the last two years where it's like, invest yourself in my church, throw yourself in and just, you know, see what I will do with your life. And and so that's where that's where I'm trying to get. That's where I'm trying to be. And I I I hope that I can mentally prepare myself for a conversation with my mom, where it's like, look, ma, you just got to put it down. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would,
0: and I think I'll go ahead and say this to kind of close the episode off a little bit. um, In that, that's the cool thing about knowing Christ is no matter what happens, and let's say the conspiracy theories. Become true, or they turn out to be true, and they're not conspiracy theories after all. That if it's my time to go, it's my time to go, you know. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I look at it, mm-hmm. and just having that peace of mind, knowing that at the end of the day, God's gonna take care of me, absolutely. Um, whether and if He takes me out, it's because it's my time to go, you mm-hmm. know. It's one of those things where I don't control it, I don't control what's gonna happen in my life. I control there's certain parts we do control, obviously, but. As far as what the government's gonna do with our lives and how our culture's gonna turn back to God or not, like I could do my part and mm-hmm. try to influence people to listen to me and why God's way is the best way because mm-hmm. God's perfect, of course. Mm-hmm. And so if he's perfect, like why not go do it his way? But um I could do my part, but they have free will as well and decide not to listen to me. And if they decide to go this dark route, then they can go ahead and go through this route. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, though, I'm at peace with myself knowing that at least I did my best to live out what God's will, God's purpose in my life is. Mm-hmm. And that's to love him and serve his kingdom, which serve, part of serving his kingdom is loving others whether it's people within your own faith or people even outside the faith as well. Mm -hmm. And if you have that perspective, I think it allows you to take the truth of these conspiracies, for example, with a grain of salt, you Mm -hmm. don't necessarily have to, you know, dismiss it. As a matter of fact, I would not, I would encourage you to not dismiss it completely because it's probably buried to it. Otherwise uh, conspiracy theories don't exist for no reason. People just don't talk out of their rear ends and say, "Hey, you know, I think this happened," unless they're schizophrenic, which uh, it doesn't sound like <laughs> your mom is in that such a way. No, no,
1: absolutely not. No, she's <laughs> but, she's she's sound just going through a hard time.
0: Yeah, but for the most part, like, there's bar- there's a reason why they knew and learned something that actually had like credible information that led them to you know come up with that opinion but it also means you shouldn't go this other extreme and think this is going to happen tomorrow within the next hour because of these things are happening either Mm -hmm. and if it turns out that it happens then you know who's to say that's not part of God's design of pretty much you know it's the next step closer to the new earth coming if yeah. you will, mm. and that's something worth looking forward to. Anyway, we should be focused more on uh, preparing for the second coming of Christ than this mm. doomsday scenario of "Oh my gosh, what are we gonna do? Let's go buy toilet paper again." Yeah,
1: yeah. The only th- I'll, I'll keep it short, but the only thing that I, I or the the few things that I've been focusing on, and and it's kind of been my mantra is. Don't underestimate your circle of influence, like your immediate area in your life. And my prayer that's been constant is, you know, God, have mercy on me. God, don't let me be fearful. And just give me for, more faith and show me what you want to do in my life. And that, those those two things are helpful. Yeah. Amen. Oh, go ahead.
0: You broke off, so I thought you were
1: done. <laughs> oh, no, you're fine. Yeah, no, it's just, yeah, it's just been really praying about just I like that's been one of my biggest prayers this year is I don't want to have a spirit of fear God free me from that and just give me more faith so that I can go in tomorrow and like whatever fear comes up in my heart whatever fear rises up out of my flesh God squash it and just give just bring me into each day with just cl- more closeness to you no matter what happens
0: are you actually done it's yeah not i done. Off? okay <laughs> okay you didn't break off okay Amen to that. So with that said, we'll go ahead and close out in prayer. And ladies and gentlemen, if you stay tuned, I'll go ahead and close out the show after this break. But uh Victoria, thank you for coming. If you want you want to join me in prayer before you go. Mm Absolutely. All right. Uh God, thank you for this day. Thank you for the opportunity to speak with Victoria and catch up, not only in our lives, but where we are with your uh our walk with you. We want to thank for your son Jesus for dying on the cross for us willingly trading his perfection for our sins, our transgressions, God. We didn't deserve, but you sent his son anyway, and he willingly died for us anyway. And I pray if there's anyone listening to this episode, that if they don't know who Christ is, that they would have someone in their life, that you would put people in their lives, that would give them the gospel, the good news of Christ, because you are awesome, God. You are the best. You are perfect, God. And God, if there's anyone who doesn't see how great you are, then... I pray that you would remove their heart of stone and give them a heart of flesh, God. And I pray for any Christian out there that knows you, but they haven't been living the way they want them to live according to your purpose, God. I also pray that you would remove their heart of stone and give them a heart of flesh, God. And I pray that for anyone out there who's struggling in life and they're going through a rough season, that you would be with them and remind them, send people in their lives, God, that reminds them that you are still in control, God. And because you're in control, that Life is worth looking forward to the next day and worth looking forward to even the next hour, God. And because of that, we want to thank you for giving us the ability to live life and also live in a country where we have the freedom to not only uh, express who you Mm -hmm. are without having to worry about being persecuted with a government knocking our doors and arresting us, but also the ability to just speak freely in general. Mm-hmm. There's many nations in this country who don't have in this sorry in this world that don't have the same freedoms and don't have it documented like we do. And we want to thank you for at least providing us, despite the flaws of America, God, we want to thank you for giving us and blessing us with a country that at least gives us the opportunity to freely express our religious points of views. And because of this, God I want to go ahead and pray for our leaders, our leaders, God, our leaders, no matter if they're faithful or if they remain faithful or decide to go the other way, I pray that you would just be in the room with them and every decision they make, God, no matter whose political opinions, uh, what kind of political beliefs they may have, I pray that you would play a role and give them, give them wisdom, God, and their decision-making that their decisions that they would make policy-wise would glorify you because at the end of the day, God, all of us were called to glorify you because you are holy, you are perfect. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: Amen. All
0: right, Victoria, thank you so much for coming. It was nice talking oh, to you.
1: Yeah, it was great. Thanks for having me. You Have a good day, man. I'll talk to you later. <laughs>
0: I'll talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Welcome to Taboo Topic, the Sunday edition. Straight Talk Jesus for the week. I have a great episode for you today. I Have a friend that I haven't spoken to in a couple months, so hopefully you enjoy our conversation. We'll be getting real with you and letting you know where we're at in life and also where our walk with Christ. Before I go any further, I do want to remind everyone you could read future newsletters just by typing in the URL at Kenjin296.substack.com. R-P Kenjin296.substack.com. Spell the word engine, put the letter K in front of the word engine, then you get Kenjin, one word, 296.substack.com. I haven't written any articles in a while, but I'm going to definitely start writing some soon. With that so you can also follow me on Instagram by typing in Kenjin underscore express. Kenjin underscore express. And then... You can also follow me on parlor at Tension Express. And then last but not least, you can follow me on Facebook just by typing in Taboo Topic, Honesty equals Understanding, which in this episode, there's going to be a lot of honesty, so I hope it leads you to an understanding about our perspectives in life. This is Taboo Topic, a show where we dare to question the narrative and think out loud. Stay tuned. We'll be back after this short break.